morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever you are in the world. Busi is saying hi to you. Welcome to Self-Care with Busi. Today I'm with Tami Madlala, a University of Cape Town graduate in mechanical engineering. He also holds a master's degree in materials and metallurgy from the University of Witwatersrand in Johannesburg, South Africa. He's an international welding engineer certified by the International Institute of Welding. He also holds a diploma in welding inspections from the South African Institute of Welding. He has over 10 years experience in the mechanical and welding engineering field. And today we're talking to him about taking care of your dreams, taking care of your imagination as a form of self-care because it's important to look after your dreams. If you don't look after your dreams who is supposed to look after your dreams so tell me my jolly wally welcome thank you you forgot to say i'm your husband <laughs> i am I, I also happen to be your husband so. yes fine. okay well i am with his husband in addition to all that yes he's tummy wami tummy wami tell us how do you take care of your dreams how have you been taking care of your dreams i mean I know about your background, know where you're coming from, and you have a master's, you've got a degree in mechanical engineering, you have all these diplomas, and you've done so many things in your life. And it's things that you, there's a lot of things that you planned, there's a lot of things you wanted to achieve in life, and you've worked and you've made a lot of your dreams come true. How important is that to you? Well, for me, it, it's all about taking care of myself. And this, this, all this is just me taking care of myself. You know, I do all I do to take care of myself, you know. Can you walk us so, through, so, like, maybe walk us through, like, start from where you grew up and how you came about to going to the University of Cape Town and to the point where you have a master's in welding, just walk us through all of that. Just give give us a background about who Tamiwami is. Okay, so I am from a small town in KZN called Escott. It's it's an hour and a half from Durban on your way to Johannesburg. So I did my primary school and my high school in Escott. And then after that, I didn't do well in my metric. So I wanted to go to a university. I remember that time I wanted to be a doctor at some point, but my marks were not good at all. In fact, I failed maths mm-hmm. in metric. So I went to Midlands Community College. It's a college in a non-existent town of Nottingham Road. <laughs> at the time, I don't know now, but at the time there was just one shop. It was a spa. That was okay. the only shop in the whole, the entire town. So that's when, that's where I went to upgrade my marks for maths and science. And that was the first time I used a computer. Cool. It was the coolest <laughs> thing. I played game. I played Solitaire. It was, it was so cool. Does Solitaire still exist? I don't know. I, I played, you know, I'd spend hours and hours in the computer room playing Solitaire and Solitaire. I, I used to think I was a gamer. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So I did that. I, I completed. That was in two thousand and three. So now you so, you 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 did maths in matric, yes, but you and did. I failed. You failed your maths. Yeah, it didn't even appear in my matric certificate. That's, that's how, how bad. That's you how, are. Like it's like I never did maths. Like I failed. 
Okay, and then you oh. went and you upgraded at Ntulin. Nottingham Holy. Well, it's Nottingham Road. Ntulin oh. is the, the Zulu, you know, okay. we call it Ntulin. Well, they call it Nottingham Road. I don't know, whatever, but it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. And I did that. And then after that... But how did that go? You went from doing mathematics, failing dismally, you know, to a point where it's not even included in your trick certificate. And then you upgraded. And how did that upgrade go? It went quite well. For me, it was a matter of what I realized doing that was we let teachers, and, and I'm not blaming my high school teachers in any way, but I don't think they understood the content. Mm-hmm. And it cannot be that the same student that failed the way I failed, can go and be taught by another teacher and pass the way I passed. Yeah, I I get what you mean. For for me, it was a matter of understanding the concepts. I didn't, I feel like when I was doing my metric, I was cramming because I did not, I had no clue what I was looking into. Yeah. And then when I got to... And it's very easy to get get tripped up if you're cramming because you don't understand anything. Exactly. So when I got to that college, I got an old man, I can't even remember his name, but he was a retired teacher, maths teacher. And then he, all he did was to teach us the basics. Going you know, back to basics. Going like your algebra, your, your, your geometry, all he did. And he told us at the beginning, at the very beginning, that, look, I'm not going to teach you, you know, I'm just going to teach you the basics. Once you understand the basics, then you will pass your maths, you'll get good grades for your maths. And that's all he did. You know? Yeah. He taught us the basics and then I understood what I was doing in metric. I mean, in my, when I was upgrading my, my maths and science. Yeah. Because I understood the basics. You know, I, I wonder when I hear of stories like this, how many of the scholars that are going through high school right now, maybe even primary school, but how many will do a subject and think, I actually don't like this subject because they're doing quite badly in it. Like they're failing the subject. And then they just decide, I never want to continue doing X, Y, Z because I suck at this and I yeah. suck at that. Yeah. But maybe it's not even something that's their fault. I would assume there's, there's quite plenty of people like that. I would believe I was once at that stage in my life where I thought, this math Matt's thing is not, is not my thing, you know. And you're a bomb yeah. engineer right and, now. Yeah, well, I know, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, it, like I said, it's, it's basics. If you understand the, the same thing with physics, um, physical science, that the teacher that I got there, he taught us the basics. Once you have the basics, it gives you that platform to, to figure out things on your own, you know. So the same with science. I got a teacher who managed to give me basics and then I could figure out the rest of the things on my own. So then um, the college, you upgraded and then varsity. Yep. So I decided, well, we're in KZN and everyone is talking about you, KZN. And I happened to be the odd one out who was talking about outside the province. You know, I I wanted nothing to do with the province. Mm-hmm. So I I remember, you know, speaking to my friends at the time, saying, um, I think I want to go to Joburg. And people were like, ah, you'll never make it, uh, you know, your marks this, your marks that. And luckily for me, I did not have space for such negativity in my mind. You know, they, they told me, they said what they said. I guess and you they knew, knew what you wanted. I knew, and I, I did not need them to tell me what, 
my life was gonna, how my life was gonna turn out. So yeah, while we were applying, you know, I applied to Joburg at Perth University, I applied to University of Pretoria. I'd say almost everyone that I was with at the college went to either UKZN or Mangosu to Technicon, you know, all the universities in Devon. Okay. So that's where they went and I went to Johannesburg. So that's when I, when, when I got there, I did aeronautical engineering. Wow. How yes. did that go? And what was the, what was the plan? Why, why, why did you choose aeronautical engineering? Over? So I, I met this other guy from back home, mm-hmm. from Kwapibuzu in Escort. The guy did metric before me and this one time, and this was when I was still in metric, he came to the school, to our high school, and then he spoke. I had never heard of such a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what I was aware of was professions like policeman, doctor, teacher, teacher, a nurse, yeah. you know, those, a lawyer. So those were the, but I, I, I somehow, I, I, when you told us about this, you got interested. I got interested, you know, it was about designing airplanes, you know, that that kind of engineering. And I was really interested and I decided, okay, this Maybe is what this I'm going to do. this is what I want to do, yeah. yeah. And then I applied and I got in. And yeah, I did that for that year and I had huge challenges at the time. What kind of challenges? Because I can imagine, you know, you're coming from Eskert, it's a small town in Guazulu-Natal, the province in South Africa, and you're going to Johannesburg. It's a, yeah. I can yeah. imagine, you know, some of the challenges that you've gone through, but what kind of challenges did you face? The way I, I just, the way in three classes, if I may put it that way. Mm-hmm. There were financial challenges because, I mean, you had to pay for university, you had to pay for a place to stay, you had, you had to, to pay eat. for food, mm-hmm. you know, and all those things. So those were the financial challenges that I had. There were language challenges and maybe a cultural challenges because now I'm from Escort all my life. I, that's what you know. That's what, you know, I was around Zulu people the entire time, you know. Now I get to job with these. Eleven yeah. different languages, 11 different all the languages. official languages and in South Africa. Joburg is an international city. Yes, you get people from all from over all the world. Over the world yeah. You know, I remember one of my friends that I, I met at Vets University was Chebuziv Zepo. And that was okay. one. I was like, okay, now I'm in this place and it's my first time actually outside the province of KZN. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I got to share a room with, with Swana-speaking people, and I had no idea what, <laughs> you know, how to speak the language. And it was a huge cultural shock for me. You know, it was bad. I, I said it, it would be clear. I mean, three classes the way I, I would classify this. So it was mm-hmm. financial challenges and this cultural challenges. You know, the environment. The environment. The environment was so. It was so different. How do I explain this? You see, when when you get to a new place, mm-hmm. place where you're not used to seeing so many people in one in place, one place. Mm-hmm. you're not used to seeing maybe so many cars in one place. in one place, so many buildings. buildings in one place, and the way people do things. I was in Hillbro, like in the heart of Hillbro. And you know, it you, was a huge culture it, shock. It, it was a huge culture. You you see, for the first time, I got to see 
prostitutes. And for me, it was just, you know, I, I would ask myself, you know, why are these people doing this? And I, I just could not understand. Yeah. That. It was and so- then on top of all the cultural differences that you're seeing and all the challenges with the language barriers and, with, and the people that you're staying with, you're not really understanding each other. You also have these financial issues that on top of that, that you yeah. have to be to be thinking about. So all that was just, I guess, and then too much to university take. setting as well. Yeah, I mean, you get there at university. I had done everything, and I mean everything in Zulu, in Isizulu. You know, Even English. <laughs> I mean, everything. It's like you, you, they taught you um, English in Isizulu. Yeah, English. We would do English in Isizulu. You know, we do Afrikaans in, in Isizulu. Math, science, everything we were taught in Isizulu. And then I get to university and, and everything, everything is must English. be English. So was Zulu your first language at school? Yeah. And then English was your second language? Yeah. Ah, uh, Okay. So now I get to university, everything is in English, and I had to start learning English. How did, how did that process go? Going from having English as a second language, and then that second language is being taught in your first language. Like, as weird as that sounds, it happens, you know? Yeah. How are you now getting yourself at a point where you are understanding the content and you're able to take exams that require you to understand English you know, in a, in a more, cause I, I, I can get, you know, when you write some exams, they'll say, if you're a non, if English is not your first language, for example, yeah. you either get more time because it's, it's naturally going to take you a bit longer to understand something that someone who speaks the language is a first, yeah. first language, yeah. you yeah. know? So how did that, was the university supportive in any way or did they have courses Quite, or classes that you went to? How did you manage? Quite honestly, I don't think the university was supportive at all. It's not something they, they it's thought not of some, You know, you'll be told that, I, I remember when the first, the very first class, I remember the dean of our faculty came in, you know, to address us. Mm-hmm. And his words were, so there's about, I think there was about 200 of us. So there's about 200 of you in this room by the first quarter. I think a lot of us have heard those. 25% of you would leave. Yeah. By the second quarter, halfway, more than half of you would be gone. I remember that. And by the time you go to second year, only 25% of you would make it to second year. You know, for me, that you've got to look at it in a, in a way that, you know, we're, we're not all from the same background. You know, mm-hmm. you had kids that have done English as their first language Definitely, forever. Yeah. And for me, this was the first time where English was supposed to be my first language. I had to understand the language before I can start understanding the word the and content the of yeah, yes. So that that for me was very difficult. But I I sold it on. I mean I, I managed to and and to be to be fair to the to the dean, I mean, what he said happened. No, yeah, I think I think it's one of those things no. they say in a lot of universities. Because also when I had those, um, it's orientation week, I think, and they do all those speeches, exact same thing. You go into class, first day of class, and it does happen. That's yeah. that's the reality it of happened. it. I mean, by the end of the year, there was around, I'd say, maybe just over thirty percent of us still around, still around, and I was one of those. <laughs> 
I was one of those who were still around, man. But, you know, all the challenges that I was facing at the time were, were just becoming too much. Yeah. And I could not handle another year of in the, that, same, of, place in the and... same place. So when we got to around September, when you start applying for admission. Space, yeah. yeah. So I decided at the time, because, you know, I would always sit down and just give myself time to think about my future. You know, I always do to this day. I still do that. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then I just give myself a moment and think Reflect about where, yeah, where, where, been. where I want to go. Yeah. So I did that. I, I said to myself, look, I mean, you are here now. You are struggling. The year has been difficult. You know, there were times where I didn't have food to eat. There, time, there were times where I would be kicked out of my flat because wow. I, I couldn't afford to pay rent and things like that. And I applied for financial assistance at Reds University and my application was rejected. Wow. So... I applied for residence and, and, and my application was rejected. rejected. So I went, I remember the day I, I, I decided to leave Reds University. I went to the student, um, what do they call it? Student, student residence mm-hmm. office with my rejection letter. So I asked the guy that I found there, look, I mean, I applied for residence and, and I was rejected. What, why? Because I need this. You yeah. Know? Uh, the guy was just plain rude to me and said, look, you don't meet the requirements. So you didn't get it and that's and I, it. Yeah. Like he was just rude to me. And that's when I decided that, look, I'm not going to be able to have to walk to Hillbrow again for another year. Mm-hmm. You know. Makes and, sense. It's not safe as well. It was not. not you know, there were times where I would sleep at the library. There's a library and I'm a library that's inside the campus mm-hmm. i slept there a couple of times just to avoid walking just to avoid back walking to back flat. to yeah there were markings you know you guys would be stabbed some of them yeah. be stabbed. so i i didn't want to risk that so i would sleep at the library and wake up the next morning just freshen up at the washrooms and then go to, go class, to class and things like that so i decided look I'm not going to take this for another year. Let me just move to UCT. And, UCT. And, yes. And, and another thing that really, really got to me. So they, one of the guys I, I used to stay with will always talk about his cousin that went to UCT mm-hmm. and how he would always, you know, talk about how nice Cape Town is, you know, and UCT being the number one university in Africa and all that. And that thing really got to me. Like... <laughs> It really, really got to be like, you yeah. know, I thought Vates was the number one university. But now, if there's another university that is better that than this one, I have to be there. <laughs> I remember, I, you know, from, from the student residence, I, I went straight to my room. And then I took my cell phone, dialed Vates University um, and asked them to send me application forms. Yeah. They did. I got the application forms. I further me. Or everything, even for financial assistance, I, I completed those forms. I sent them back. Within a week, I got a response. response. I was accepted at the, um, at at UCT, and I got financial assistance. Nice. So that meant no more worrying about finances. 
And all I, I love how I, I love was... how you didn't let all the challenges that you were facing, financial, cultural, so many things that were going against you, completing or fulfilling your dream, like getting that degree in Johannesburg, you didn't let that get you down. You know, you're like, there's another hurdle in my in, in the road. I'm going to push through. Um, this is not working out. You know, if something is not working out, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect yeah. it to change. Yeah. You look for other avenues. You yeah. know, I can go do this over there. Yeah. You didn't yeah. know what was ahead of you, but you forged through. Okay, UCT. <laughs> yeah. So it was just that, you know, I, and I must, I must, to be honest, I mean, the results they were not really great. My, my final, the end of the year. At, at, at best. They were not great at all. And it just showed how stressful the year was for me, you know. Yeah. So I got to Cape Town. Uh, UCT does not offer the aeronautical engineering. Okay. So I had to now do mechanical engineering. Okay. And what year was this? 2004. 2004. Yeah, so I registered for mechanical engineering at, at UCT. I I had a place to stay. I was in res. You know, I I had staying in res makes life so much easier when you're you in have university. No idea. You know, I I do. Uh, well, you do. For that. <laughs> having having stayed outside res and then staying in res you, you get to comprehend yep, that's when you know yeah. exactly what staying in res means no i, I had a shuttle that would take me from campus to to res and then from res to campus I, I had food every day you know yeah i had i had tv room where i could just go and watch tv in a safe space and, and how did the first year in uct go compared to being in johannesburg yo it was great like it was it culture was shock no 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 i know joe cape town was more so, calm so it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. But I, I think Joburg and and Vets in particular taught me. It prepared. Oh, it you. introduced that to me. You know, I was. I think when I got to Cape Town, I was prepared. And you were, yeah, yeah. You weren't shocked by a lot of things. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I could speak up. You know, by the. I think even by the end of the year, Vets. You know, when I got there, my English was. <laughs> yo, my English was. I, I was speaking Zulu, but. In yeah. English. So when I got to Cape Town, I think I had that self confidence. I could I could speak up for myself. Even in class, you know, I could yeah. I could ask questions. I wasn't scared of asking professors questions. You if know. there's something you didn't understand. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't, you know, I'd speak my, my English, not that it's perfect now, but yeah, we've we've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> we've come a long way. So I think Cape Town, you know. Jobek, in as much as, you know, things were not great in Jobek, but it was a, a great learning space for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to learn how to socialize myself within that kind of different culture, within that space of different cultures, you know, yes. different backgrounds. So I was, I was more of a, I was more confident in myself. I could challenge even lecturers, you know, if I, if there was something that I felt Whereas yeah. before you would just keep quiet because you're quiet. thinking, yeah. oh, I'm probably not even gonna say it right. Like yeah. I'll just make a joke of my myself. You know, you know, kids, kids can be so brutal. Yeah, that's know? true. That's very kids, true. Kids, you know, you try and speak to them. Not even a lecturer. You try and speak to them, and your English is not that. They just laugh at you, you know, yeah. to your face. That's true. So, but when I got to Cape Town, I, I, I think. But with with all of that, like you kept growing. 
you kept going back to your dreams, your what you have in mind for yourself and not letting anyone else define what your life is supposed to look like purely based on where you're coming from. Yeah. You still you took care of your dreams yeah. and yeah. You, you carried on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just as, you know, I progressed at DCT, I remember my second year. So the first year I did great. I passed everything. I moved on to second year. Well, I started making a lot of friends. <laughs> so you art. passed your first year, no problem. Everything. Yeah, and then you got friends. friends and then what happened? And then I started, you know. Partying. I started partying yeah. and enjoying life. And, <laughs> Living and, your uh, best life. <laughs> and I failed. I failed. I remember I got a bursary and I felt so bad in my second year. Well, so I got financial assistance for the first year because mm-hmm. I, I did so great. I you got a bursary for, for the second year. Woohoo! And then and you got friends, I, started partying, hashtag I, living your best I life. I had money. I had money. <laughs> I, you know, money was new to me. So I had to, I had to leave yeah. and I failed. My bursary dropped me. Damn. Then what happened? Then I went back to financial aid. And then your marks, like what did you do to improve your marks? So look, like I said earlier, I would always go back to, I, I, every time, every, this happens every, I'd say now it happens every, almost every month. Or, but at the time, you know, I'd say every six months because you know how the university is. Yeah. So I would sit back and just look back. And then... I realized where I went wrong, you know. I realized that, okay, my life has taken another turn. How I'm this person, you know. I wasn't quite popular, but I was... I think you would like to think you were not popular. (laughs) You would like to think you were not popular. But, you know, I I had friends that... Came to your room to have parties. I would be playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had had a lot of friends that were disturbing my journey. So I had to figure out a way of handling that. Having part. healthy relationships and with your friends. Exactly, you are not letting exactly. them get, like, interfere yeah. with what you're trying to do at the varsity. Yeah, because now I, I could not study in my room. Wow. They, they would just budge in and, you know. <laughs> so I decided, I started studying at the library, you know. Okay. So I, Did I, your door not have a lock? Like, well, can't you lock your door and then someone knocks and you just pretend like that? No, there's no one. Go see, away. You see, the thing is, I like things, you know. Eee, I, I cannot... at, least, at least you knew. <laughs> so, so I could not just ignore this, the, the sound outside and just pretend like I'm not here. You know, if I could, if there would be people just talking outside, you know, I'd be listening to the Let's conversation. Like, hey, Let's go. <laughs> so that, that was me. So I decided, look, this is the kind of person I am. And starting in rest is not working for me. So I'd go to the library and study. And Self-awareness, it, it, yeah. which is very important. Yeah, and it, it, it worked for me. I was now able to study and, you know, still see my friends at my own time, not at their time. And it know. worked for you and yeah. the relationships were still very healthy ones. Exactly. You know, you yeah. weren't now yeah. failing, and but it was just, it was working. Yeah. Self-awareness, very so important. I got another bursary. Nice. A mining bursary. And so for them, remember now I had, in one semester, I remember I had like 12 modules. Mm-hmm. Because now I had to cover for the previous year that I had failed. Oh, yeah. And take, you know. So I had 12 at that time. 
and then I failed two. Two out of twelve was like you passed. That's a lot. Like you yeah. did, you did a lot. You and they dropped me because they wanted me oh, to, to pass, pass everything. everything. Damn. So they dropped me, and you see now. Uh, yeah. I think now this this it goes back to sometimes our actions, things that we do in the past, can sometimes come and bite us. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you did something back then. You realize that okay, this is not going the right way. You tried to rectify things, and you know, you you tried taking on twelve modules and passing ten out of the twelve is is a, is a huge thing. But yeah. now this bursary was like a nope. Yeah. So you know, it it was a setback in a way, but I I still had to control my mind. I had to control how I felt about that. You know. And how you let it affect you. Yeah. So I still needed to register for the following year. And you know how it is. You know, I needed registration fee. And, yeah. and, and, and I went back to reset, sat down. And then I thought to myself, okay, what are we going to do now? You know, I went back home. Well, that's another story for... For another day. Yeah. And I could not get anything. And then I had to go back to university. I went back to I went to the student financial aid office. I had to explain my story there that look, you guys are my only hope now. Yeah. I need to register for the next year. I ain't got money. I, I just need to finish this degree. Well, they they gave it to me. Nice. I was able to register for the following year. And then I did very great for my first um, first semester. First semester. I can imagine how, yeah. how the focus was like on 120. Yeah. Because you're thinking, I nearly didn't make it back in. Yeah. So I need to pull up my socks yeah. proper. So I got another bursary. Wait. <laughs> I am a bursary. Yeah, I got another bursary. And that one, they never dropped me. I, I was on that bursary until I finished. And I yeah. think the, the other thing with this last bursary that you got. It's the one who you, 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 I remember you telling me you sent over 50, you don't even know how many yeah. applications and yeah. requests for bursaries you sent and you got that one. And I, that's the one that never dropped you. I, I don't think people understand how giving up doesn't exist in my mind. I, I, I mean, I've, I've known you now for how many years? I, I, Nine years. Yeah, I, I I've just, known you for, for quite a while and I can attest to that. You do not give up. I don't give up. And, Part of my motto is I don't have plan Bs. My plan A is my plan A. And it must work. It has to work. I think this thing of having plan B and plan C, you don't push hard enough for your plan A. You end up leaving some of that energy that you should be putting on for plan, plan A, A to work. You I end think up also, reserving I think, it I think the difference, the difference also when people talk about my plan, I have a plan A, plan B, plan C, you have that bigger picture. Yeah. There's this bigger picture of this engineer person that you wanted to be. Another person can look at the Vit University of Witwatersrand as, but then that was your plan A and it didn't work out. You wanted to go to Johannesburg and, you know, you ended up yeah. leaving. I think the yeah. important thing to take out of that or that I take in any case from what you're saying is you had that bigger goal and that was your plan A, yeah. you know, and you had your reasons why that was your plan A. But now you're realizing this path is not getting me there. Yeah. That path is not getting me there. It's okay to change paths, but 
your, you know, your that you still remained on, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to end up getting. It, it's like, the, the way I look at it is, if I want to leave Hawkville right now and, and I want to get to Toronto, you know, there's so many routes I can use for all three, yes. I can use for one, for all seven. If there's an accident in 407 and it's blocked, like you can't, I'm not going to stand in there and, stare and at, wait for at that accident. accident. No, I'm going to look for another route. No. Get to Toronto. Get 403, take 401. So for me, it, it's that, you know. Yeah. The destination, the, the goal remains way, remained my goal, but I wasn't going to wait for the crime in Johannesburg to stop. You know, I wasn't going to wait for my financial situation to improve. You were so holding that, on, uh, yeah. figuring out other ways that yeah. this can work. Because for me, my goal was a degree. It was in Vets University. Mm-hmm. Vets was a vehicle to get me there. Yeah. So okay, that, that, fast that. forward, you get your degree. at um, You got this bursary and you get your degree at the University of Cape Town. You went back. After some years, you worked. Then you went back to the University of Witwatersrand. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> I, I went there just to show them that, look, you know. Yes, This degree thing, I, I need to add you on my list, you know. Yeah. So I went there for my master's degree. And I got it, uh, yeah. which was quite cool. I enjoyed working, walking through that. <laughs> and, and, yeah, just it, it was a great feeling. But I got my... I went back to Vets University. Vets University, and you got your master's, master's. degree. Yeah. But I yeah. think, I think, I think, well, from everything that you've you've said, you know, taking us through your journey, the taking care of your dreams is very evident. You take care of your dreams. If you have something that you want to achieve in life, or something that you want to get, you don't stop. You keep pushing until you get it. Yeah. So for me, I think that's a very admirable trait. And along the way, you realized, you know, I need to, you've learned a lot about yourself. You know, you make mistakes, you do things in a way that's like, okay, I need to reevaluate how I'm doing this. But you constantly come back and sit with yourself and, 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 and think, this is what I want to do in life. And this is how I can get myself there. Yeah. Um, look. Any last thoughts like that you, you, you would like to share? with everyone who's listening. So for me, it's, 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 you know, you ask the question of, you normally ask this question of how people take care of themselves. For me, it's, it's about taking care of my dreams, you know. I know that if I have, you know, all these dreams that I want to make come true, mm-hmm. and every time I, I do that, my life becomes better. And when my life gets better, I develop new dreams, Yeah, you know. And then new dreams lead to a much more better life for me and my family. And that, that's just how I do it. I have dreams that I, I work hard and, and try to achieve. And those results in me having a better life. Yeah. You've immigrated yeah. to Canada. Yes, yes, I have. I have. From Escort, KZN, why in a small town. Now you're like. Canada. I'm showing them Canada how we do it as I'm showing how, how we do it as code. And I'm really loving this part of my life where I, I think it's just, it's still growth for me from a crash, they call it kindergarten design, whatever it is, <laughs> to primary school. You know, you're growing 
at every level, you know, at each stage you grow and then you, you learn new things and then you move to a new place, you know, from primary to high school, you become that, you know, like when you enter high school, <laughs> you, yeah. you are that kid, but you, you get to matric. It's like a small fish in a big pond and then you become a big fish in a small pond and then, and then you move on to something to else. Yes. Yes. Now so, you're a small fish again. So for, for me, it, it was that, that, you know, from primary to high school, university and then from university i got to start working and then from work i realized no there's now i'm just this for me is you need a, you need more space yeah yeah so i moved i went back to university and i did my master's degree and then after that i went back to work i got promoted you know as a senior engineer but for me every time every stage that i get to i develop new dreams and yeah. you know that and as, take care of yourself yeah. by taking care of those dreams. Exactly. So in as much as I was a senior engineer, you know, getting good pay, I think my pay was quite decent. But it it was my dreams were the new dreams that I developed were much bigger. Were much than bigger. The space that so you were in. I had to to move. I had to leave that job. I was not fired. I <laughs> so I had to leave that because I, I had now these new dreams. Yeah. Hence, we find ourselves here. In Kennedy Wadi, yeah. which is a story for another day. It's, it's, yeah. it's been can, a journey and a half. We can yeah. speak for 20 hours on it. So how I take care of myself is me taking care of my dreams. I've had an awesome time having a chat with you. You're and I welcome. <laughs> I hope we'll have you again back with your little you welcome, Azande. Yeah. Talking about how he takes care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> From me, Busi Global, before we, we go, if people want to link up with you, your LinkedIn is Tami Madlala. Yeah. Tami yeah. Madlala on LinkedIn. You can link up with him if you want. Maybe you have questions on something that he's spoken about. Reach out to him from Self Care with Busi. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. And until next time, serve from an overflowing vessel. Mm-hmm.